0: Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. Let us find mercy. Let us find grace to help us in our time of need. And we do need you. We confess that. We're not ashamed of it. We love you. And we thank you that you are here for us. In Jesus' name, Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen again. So we're going to continue talking about spoiling the strong man. That's what we want to focus on today and continue to release revelation to people and how to uh, understand God and how to do the things that are related to the work of the ministry. Excuse me. Uh, and, and we can know and understand exactly, uh, what to do, how to do it, and what we're, uh, what we're fighting against. It's good to identify your enemy. It's good to know strategies to combat the enemy, not just to hold your ground, but to win to overtake and so i when i was uh, studying this in the word i came upon it and, and god started to reveal some things to me that i had never seen before on a new testament uh, um warfare and in much of the warfare that we study uh, you have to get it out of the Old Testament books because those were the, you got your most understanding of how the enemy moves when you can see how he has moved against the people of God. What did they do and, and how did the enemy get a stronghold? How did he get a foothold? What did they do to get out of it? How did God deliver his people? You look at some of the, the great warriors in the Bible. Uh Daniel was one. We don't look at him as a warrior as such because he was a warrior in captivity. But you look at somebody like uh David, who was a leader over the the armies of Israel. You look at Moses and Joshua. They all had to fight. And I don't know of any leader that's called that won't have to do some battle against uh the enemy so that his his congregation can advance his city can advance people can advance you've got to have you got to stand against the enemy and you've got to be able to study war one of the things that God told me when when he gave me this ministry he said I need somebody who will study war he said I don't get many people who want to make this a study a lot of people want to get one thing and run off with it and that's always been a weakness of the body of Christ. It's like when we have people that we trust with our military, to protect our, our citizens in this nation, these people have dedicated their lives to the military service, and they study it every day. They have to go out and practice and demonstrate proficiency in all of these areas. They have to know um, now they're they're into cyber warfare, you know how people are getting an advantage and spying on us through the internet, all that kind of stuff it's ongoing, it never changes, and it never stops. And so I think what we need to do as watchmen and people who pray especially have to be open to understanding greater things in God, getting divine revelation, getting understanding of revelation. And so God began to show me how Jesus had to fight the strong man when he was here on earth and he began to, when he would talk to, uh, uh, people about that, he, he understood Warfare. He understood the structure in the demonic realm. He understood his position. He had to take a different view of it because now he was in a human body. So he's in human form and so everything that he did, he couldn't use anything that was illegal for, for a human to use against the devil. You got what I'm saying? When he fought the devil, uh, when he went up into the wilderness, when, when God, uh, the Holy Spirit was anointing him, uh, he fought him with it is written. He didn't try to come up with anything new, and he didn't say, now look, devil, I'm your boss. You know who I am. I used to run you, and I chased you out. He didn't, he didn't pull rank on him and didn't come at him in anything other than a human being who was here on earth, and he had to use whatever strategy the Father gave him. So he was under the Father's direction. The Holy Spirit was His, His agent of help, just like He is with us. So everything that He did, we can do. He said that. He said that greater works you will do. When He released the, the disciples to, to minister, He gave them, the Bible says, power over unclean spirits. And over all the power of the enemy, to, and he told them, he gave them instructions, he commanded them to go forth, preach the gospel, uh, and, and cast out devils, raise the dead, heal the sick, freely you have received, freely give. And we're under the same mandate. If you'll stay with God, and and I tell people, I said, just stay with God and learn everything he's given you to learn. There's so much to learn. We don't ever have it all. But you you can use the level that you have, just like the disciples did. They walked in authority in the level that they had and they have faith for. What did Jesus tell them? Every time he caught them getting over in the natural, he would rebuke, where's your faith? How did, why did you not, why did, where, why do you not believe? Where, how come you're not using your faith? See, he always admonished them to stay in the spirit, stay in the spirit of faith. Quit getting scared, jumping out and acting like flesh and blood human beings. You got, there's more to you than that. And so we need to understand that as Christians. There's more to us than that, but we're limited to the amount of knowledge that we have, amount of understanding. How do you get more knowledge understanding? By using what you got consistently being consistent using what you have it's never a question of how much faith it's whether you are using the amount that you have or not amen so god's looking for faith all the time and he wants us all the time to be in faith and and to use our faith and so when we talk about uh um, spoiling the strong man that means to take from him what he has command over It means to take away from him what he has command over. So when you spoil something, that means that you go and get everything that's valuable that they have been holding. Now you need to understand the devil's not entitled to hold anything. He, he doesn't, he never created anything. He's a trespasser. He's a thief and he's a liar. And so it's up to the church to arrest him, to call him on that, and to stop him, and to take back what he's been holding. Amen? That's the church's job. It's not God's job. God's done everything he's going to do. That's the church's job, to enforce the loss of Calvary. Just like you can't get somebody else to come and use their faith to heal you. Now you might be able to, to get an anointing if they carry an anointing, but your faith has to open the door for that anointing to come into your body to touch you and to heal you. You only get what you, what you have faith for. What you ask for, and so you need to be in faith all the time. Whenever you're in the assembly of God's people, expect God to, to touch your body if your body needs touch, and expect Him to heal you. Expect just like people come in and they want to get a word from God about their their bills or if they're facing some shortage in their money or something. You know, you want to get an encouraging word that's going to get you over into the next realm. Amen. And and you need to keep your faith out forever. Everything you need. That's how people get healed at some of these meetings. You know, they just are believing God for it. God, I need that. I've been studying the word. I've been confessing the word. I've been saying I'm healed. I'm, I want that now. And so you need to make a covenant with God. God, every time I come into a, in a meeting, I want healing. I want to be healed. I want my body to function normally. I want and just put it out there. Keep it out there. Don't ever pull your faith back from being active to receive the things that you need. And and when we start doing that as as a corporate group, a corporate entity, that's how you see the miracles in the book of Acts. Those people were excited to get together. They were excited for what God was going to do next. They were excited for how God was empowering them and using them when they would go out on the streets and pray in tongues and minister to people in their their native language. That was how they lived. They lived for that excitement every day. And they said they had church every day. You know, the reason sometimes we don't get as much is that we don't take God with us home. We don't understand how to allow him to continue to minister to us. Get in your word every day. You know, listen to some of the, the great sermons that there's these things are free. You know, I'm shocked sometimes I'll ask people in this ministry, did you read my, my post tonight on Facebook? No, I didn't get a chance to. Yet they always need something. They're always upset about something, I'm always mad at somebody. You got me? And there's so much available. And so God's holding us accountable. You know, we may think it's you know, well, you know, if I get you get out when I get around to it, I do some of that and some of that. But He's holding you accountable for for your salvation. That's part of working out your salvation. Amen. With fear and trembling. Cause he's holding us accountable for stuff. You know, there's a lot more we can be doing for God if we just stay focused on what he's up to. What's, what's he doing? Amen? Instead of what we're, we always want to be booked up for something. You know, I gotta go do this, I gotta, I gotta go do, you don't have to do nothing. Did you know that? See, we put our, we insert ourselves into these situations. And many times we're not as prayerful as we need to be about them because we're so used to being involved in everything. You know, that's that's the crime of the century is busyness uh, among people. You know, everybody's always, you know, poor kids. You look at kids' parents, get them a, well, you know, you got so-and-so practice 6 o'clock in the morning, you know. A steel worker don't get up at six sometimes. These kids stay up longer than, you know, me seriously. And then this is part of, we're going to talk about this, but this is part of the strategy of the enemy against the church, against the family, against normal life, is to keep people stirred up and busy with all kind of stuff so that they can stay, amen? No time to worship God, no time to think straight, no time to plan, no time to, uh, spend time just, you know, meditating on the Word, allowing the Word to, and don't say, well, I'm meditating in my car, girl, you better drive. <laughs> don't start that stuff, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. Listen, the kid didn't hurt them all, you hear me? The devil talks to me just like he talks to you. You ain't meditating while you're driving. You better keep your mind on the road. So anyway, God's worth more than that to you, you know? So anyway, we're going to talk about, um uh, how to spoil the strong man we were over in the book let me see where we were we were we had done the example in in mark chapter 5 and then we were over in luke chapter 8 as well but uh let me think how do i want to go about this i i kind of like starting off with the scripture thank you trying to think if this is the one I wanted. I think it's Matthew. Let me check it first before I go blabbing. (laughs) I make so many notes on top of notes on one page. I say, is this 10 year ago scribble or is this yesterday's scribble? You know, it's kind of hard to keep it all straightened out. But anyway... Yeah, go over to Matthew chapter 12 and we'll see this was a principle that Jesus taught that if, if you didn't really pick up that he was talking about a warfare strategy, you wouldn't see it as that. You know, cause everything we see Jesus do, we think, oh wow, Jesus did that. You know, you, if you ever just read the Bible and saw he did stuff and you, you never saw yourself doing it because it's jesus and see i'm guilty of that and and it's like oh that's wonderful that's good but it's just me you know what i'm saying and so we we got to see ourselves in his shoes more i think and see ourselves doing the things that he did and it says here uh it says in verse 22 Matthew 12 then was brought to him one possessed with a devil blind and dumb and he healed them insomuch that he saw and spoke and all the people were amazed and said is this not the son of david Now here they go taking away from him you know or uh putting a wrong value on what he's doing Jesus is trying to demonstrate that man has authority over the devil. That's all he's getting across here. And he is a man anointed by God for sure. But there have been others, and there will be more. You got me? And so he says here, and all the people were amazed and saying, and and many times when when God uses you to do something uh, that takes his power, people watching you that claim to know you, will try and put you down. Uh, that is just so, oh, she thinks she knows something. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is very common. Very common. People just don't respect or that jealousy will grab them. And they don't know how to respond to that. You know, when jealousy grabs you, a good rule of thumb is keep your mouth shut. And nobody, nobody knows what's going on. Don't, don't be so quick to blurt the first thing. When the Pharisees heard it, they said, oh, he's casting out devils by the prince of the devils. You got me? Now they think they sound intelligent because Beelzebub, we know his name. That's who he working for. You ever have people that just like to name drop all the time and don't know nothing about nothing? That's what they do. Oh, dumb religious devils. And see, they, they know that because they work for him. Amen? So they're doing nothing but projecting them onto him what they do. And Jesus knew their thoughts. Amen? By the Holy Ghost. He, he listened to God all the time. And he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Stupid You know, I would have said that, but you know, that's just me. But anyway, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, his kingdom is divided. Now, what sense does he say? Even the devil ain't that stupid. And he says, and so if I, through Beelzebub, cast out devils, who do your children cast them out? Uh Uh-oh. Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God or by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So he said, You decide who I'm working for. You want to keep thinking that? Help yourself. He said, But if I cast it out by the by the finger of God or by the Spirit of God, then his kingdom has come to you. So this is how the kingdom comes by us defeating the enemy taking authority over him, binding him, casting him out, making him vacate, making him leave. Amen? Well, where does he go? None of your business. That's nothing for you to worry about. It says, believers will do what to devils? Thank you. Period. That's all we do. Cast them out. Where they go, that's their business. Amen? It says, or else, how can one enter... Into a strong man's house, now this is the part that's important for us. It's all important. But this is the principle you want to get down. How can you go in? In other words, how can you get these uh transvestite reading uh, story time people out of your kids' school? This is what you want to relate it to. How do you get these drunks and, and drug addicts out of your apartment building where you trying to live? This is what you need. This is where you live. See, the devil is is, is assaulting all of us on some level. How do you get your, your children and grandchildren to run with the right company? And quit running with these wayward kids that they're so fascinated, mesmerized by them. How do you get that hypnosis out of your child? This is where you live. Amen. He says, how can you take from the devil what he's stolen and spoil his goods? In other words, take away from him. The word spoil means to seize and take away from. Take away his goods. Except you first bind the strong man. You have to decommission him. You have to make him... Stop doing what he's doing. When you bind him, you bring him to a halt. You make his activity stop. Amen. And once you tie him up and make his activity stop, then you can go and take whatever he's got. And take it and keep taking it. And don't stop. (laughs) Amen. Make it a, a lifestyle. Always walk in the power of God. Walk in authority. Don't play around. Don't get curious about the devil. He's the same devil he's always been. That's not your job to get curious. Your job is to stop him. Once you identify him, stop him. Amen? And you do these things by unction. You don't guess if it's the devil or not. You should know by the Holy Ghost. Amen? And it says, he that is not with me is against me. So he's telling the Pharisees, if y'all ain't with me, you against me. And he that gathers not with me scatters. Wherefore I say to you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but blasphemy, just be careful attributing the power of God to the devil. Don't cross that line. Amen? If you don't know what it is, just admit you, and you don't. If you're that crazy to want to say somebody who's doing good for god is using the devil's power just keep your mouth shut okay just don't say anything because you don't have to make a judgment about everything you let some stuff go until god tells you something so that's that's when you can make your judgment and so this is what jesus was here for the bible says he came to destroy the works of the devil And this is part of his mission and part of his ministry. But he gives here, if the Pharisees will listen, and his disciples are always listening, he's giving them keys to how to fight the devil, and that is to bind the strong man. Amen? You have to keep him under authority. You can never just watch him do stuff and say, well, it's not so bad. Stop judging things like that. Anything that's not godly is bad, folks. Is it, it might might be a seed bad now. The whole fruit of it hasn't come through. If you see a little bit, it's just like if you see a, if you plant some plants, you see a little bit of green shooting up. You say, "Ooh, my my tomatoes is growing." And it's just a little teeny green thing sticking up on of mostly black dirt, and you see that little. You get excited about that because you know that there's more coming. And this is the way it is about the, the Satan's kingdom. When you see him doing a little bit of stuff, stop it when it's a little thing because there's more coming. If you don't put a stop to this stuff, there's more coming. See, people relax too much on these things because they don't look like they're that much problem. You know what kingdom it's from. If it's a little devil, how big do you want the devil to get before you think he's a problem? Amen. So you know there's more coming, so stop it when it's a small thing. That's what the devil does to our stuff. He is nothing for him to, he, he'll kill babies to stop the move of God from coming. That's why abortion's been legalized around the world. To stop the move of God, the devil knows what's coming. And the, and the minute God starts getting more people praying in tongues and praying for the sick, you better know he's making a move on stopping it. If he can stop babies from being born, he says more people in the image of God, I can kill God's image before it even gets here. So he's stopping it before God can convert people, before God's mercy can hit your house, that kind of stuff. He'll do that. And so we we just have to be on our watch, all you know, be alert to these things and not be letting stuff just, you know, shrug your shoulder. That ain't that important. How do you know? You know, who made you the head of the church? So we have to do these things. You have to, this is what it means to watch and pray. You gotta see and stop things before they get big. You want a devil to get big before you fight it? You got me? You know, you'll see parents, I know you. those of you who are good Christian parents, you'll see parents, the kids, a little kid will come and hit them on, hit mama on the lap and all that. And they just, oh, go away. You better, You better take, that's a devil, honey. That demon get bigger and bigger. You don't let your children disrespect, not you and not anybody else. Let them slap people, hit on people, you know, because they'll be the kid that that some bully will get a hold of. They go to hitting the wrong person and they'll get decked. So you want to stop that while you you love your child. You don't want the wrong person to have to put a stop to that. But the devil's setting it up. See, for something worse. And so we have to know, don't let certain things go on across the line. You gotta, you gotta discipline your children. You gotta raise them. You know, the Bible says, if, you know, if you, if you, uh, exercise the rod, you won't kill them. <laughs> Amen. You may want to, but you won't. God will stop that from happening. Amen. If you're disciplining your child, people let kids get away from too much with too much. Now we got kids living at 50 years old, still living in mama's basement playing Nintendo. You know? That's how that gets started. Everything's cute. And so we have to, to understand when God is, is calling us. You know, you gotta discern these things and, and know, uh, uh, you don't, don't cross the line like that. You don't do that. You don't let them get cute and want to talk back and talk smart. You put a stop to that. Amen? Because that's one way to get them on people's wrong side. You have one of those kids that nobody likes, and you see this because they talk back to everybody. Just mean little bratty kids. You don't want that to go on. And see, that's how the devil first presents himself. Something that's kind of cute, or, you know, you can, eh, it ain't that bad. It's bad. Amen? Stop it when it's small. Amen? You won't have to wrestle with it when it's big and it won't overtake your child. Amen. So so Jesus here is uh, uh, wanting us, he's admonishing us to stay focused, fight the strong man. That's your position. That's always your position is to bind him and not allow him to do what he wants to do. That's what binding really means. It's a cease and desist order. It's an arrest warrant. And the church is there to carry it out. The Bible says that we are to execute the written judgments. Amen. The written judgments against Satan. We are to execute those. And and learn, if you don't know what that means, ask God to teach you. Don't assume you know something or gloss over it when you oh yeah I know what that means you need to we'll start doing it then that's how that's the best way to prove what you know is start doing it amen and so um uh, Jesus we need to understand how to stay focused in the warfare you want the spoils you don't want the glory because when you start exercising authority over devils, everybody's flesh gets tickled about something. I can make him do what I want to do. You ain't making him do nothing. He's looking at that big one behind you. He ain't looking at you. God's just using your mouth because you need the help. You need to get him out your life. You need to get him out your neighborhood. You need to get him out of your situation. Amen. So that's who, that's the anointing. There is an anointing to exercise this authority. Amen. And then you'll start understanding it when that unction comes upon you and, and you start blurting out, in the name of Jesus, you stop it. Amen. Sometimes those words will come to you. You got me? By unction amen and that's because god knows he can trust you to exercise authority if you're one of them casual warriors you know the sunshine patriot as they call it uh the person is when it, when the weather's good you're all for it kind of thing you won't get much i'm here to tell you right now that's why we got a lot of people running around thinking they're binding the devil and they're just playing Amen. But, but if you get that unction, you know, brother Summerall, if you get a chance to look at some of his uh, videos, they're free on YouTube. Take time, get off the TV looking at crazy news people over and over and over again. They ain't saying nothing new. You understand what I'm saying? And, and go learn something. But brother Summerall said that he said, I don't know what it was. He said, but God, all of a sudden, he said, all of a sudden, The power of God would come on me and I would lash out and pounce and just, you know, and this is how he cast out devils. He said, I didn't know what it was at first. He said, but I was yielded to God and God would tell me, he said, there was a woman in a a meeting he was having. He said, and she slithered across the front of the, and would cry out. And he said, God, if she doesn't shut up, he said, I'm not going to be able to preach. She's doing this during the worship. And he said, God, can you make her shut up? And he said, and God said, no, I'm not going to make her do anything. And he said, he said, you do it. And he said, and all of a sudden the power of God came on. He said, shut up in Jesus name. Get in that chair and sit up there. she got up there and sat up and watched the rest of the meeting. See, people, people would enjoy their lives if we'd help them. If we quit wondering whose job it is to do this and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff, if if you would just say, God, here I am, send me. Casting out devils is part of your responsibility. You're anointed to do that. But see, first thing we want to do is prophesy. Because we want to boss somebody around, tell them what to do, and your life is raggedy. You understand what I'm saying? Put that away. Nobody wants to see you tell them what to do. They got a Bible. They can find out enough stuff on their own. Quit doing that. It's So perverted. It just, it's not right. But something's not right with people's hearts, when they want to tell people what to do all the time. Who do you think you are? So anyway, he Jesus wants us to stay focused. When you're in the spirit and God's anointing is on you, you stay focused on what He's showing you to do under that anointing. Be so quick to jump out and say how much fun it is. Ooh, look at them devils. I mean, yeah. I know. You know, I learned a lot when I was in nursing. I worked in healthcare for, you know, maybe like 10 years or so before I was called to the ministry. And, and I can remember so well when, when you were in the presence of patients, you would see a lot of things that would make you want to just drop your mouth open and say, you know, there were some horrendous things that you would experience them, but there was something in you that you held yourself together. You kept a smile on your face. You were pleasant to the patient. You were encouraging to them. You did what you needed to do and around other healthcare workers. You kept it together. And then when you got finished with your job and you got a break and you could sit down in the lounge or something like that. You said, You got a cigarette? Oh, I can't believe it. Ah, You vent. You let that stuff go. You you hold it in for a season, and you let it go at the appropriate time. And when you work for God, it's the same thing. You'll have an opportunity. I say light up nothing, but I'm saying that, you know, after you're through something and the anointing kind of wears off and you get a little more sober, and you say, God, what was that? How did that happen? When did that you you have your your understanding, your teaching then comes when you get to understand just what you've been through. Don't pat yourself on the back and talk about what a good girl I am and look at what I did and all that. No, you say, God, all glory goes to you. But you need to get me to understand how this happened, what happened here, and how did this, you understand, well, what's my part? God, that really took me for a loop. That that shocked me a little bit. But God, you know, I'm good now. You know, or get me good. I ain't good now, whatever. And just allow God to help you and teach you. Holy Spirit's your teacher. He's your friend. He's your advocate. He wants you to be successful at what you're doing. Amen. So, so here we um uh, uh want to. Understand what the strong man's doing. You need to know that every strong man, now this is how Satan's army is regimented. He has a structure. He has uh, uh, authority works the same way in both kingdoms. Uh He has a strong man, then he has lesser demons under that strong man. They have lesser demons under them. And so there is a hierarchy and there's a regimentation that they are not allowed to break. If they break rank like humans do, you understand what I'm saying? We always got people say, like, I want to tell, you know, God told me to tell you so-and-so. That's breaking rank. You got me? In many situations, Um, I won't say all but many. You got me? So in his army, they don't break rank. They have to obey the strong man. The strong man has to obey who's over him, etc., etc. And so this is what Jesus experiences when he goes over to um, Gadara is where where this man was located. Uh and so um why don't we do this? So let me let me go over this get your handout out. And when when we talk about decapolis, when he this is this is the area that he was in. And you'll see that name mentioned in relation to this man that has the Legion of Devils. He is assigned at the strongman over this area called Decapolis. And you'll see the extent of his area, his region. This is his region that he's in charge of. So he's in charge of 10 of these cities that you see here, and they're all mentioned by name. On the second page, if you want to circle them as I call them out, he mentions Philadelphia. You see that on the map now, kind of low. Gerasa, G-E-R-A-S-A, Gadara, and that's where the strong man is located, amen. Gadara's up a little bit over there. The next one is Pella, circle that one. Dion, amen. Uh, Rafana, R-A-P-H-A-N-A, circle that one. Scythopolis, Hippos, circle them all, Canaitha, and Damascus. Very wealthy areas. Because they're all sitting where on the Sea of Galilee. All seaport areas. So strong men often control a great deal of wealth. They control commerce. They control business. And so all of this, the devil has captured. Why? Because he's the God of this world. It belongs to him until the Christians come take it back. Do you understand me? Until they come and take it back, that's what he's in charge of. And so you can see all he does is his demons run this area up and down the Sea of Galilee. Well, guess who's come now to go and preach in those areas? Jesus. So he can't let the strong man continue to run stuff. Other than that, he'd be running from the strong man trying to get a soul here, a soul there. Amen? But you'll see when you when we go through the story, you see Jesus did not come and pick a fight with this man. You got me? All you people that want to run around and talk about how, what you're going to do to the devil and all this kind of stuff. These things happen by revelation, folks. They don't happen by you taking off to go do something. Now, there are people that may get assignments like that. You know, God may tell you, you know, I want you to go here and pray, and I want you to go do this and do that. But by and large, you're under God's control. You don't just make up your mind. You want to go take a city. You you know, take your household first. Got me? Um Come on now, let's get serious here, folks. It don't jump like that, you know. Anybody in any military situation will tell you you go through the motions of combat before you ever get in a real combat situation. You practice so much you can do it by heart, and and with no enemy there. Amen. And and, and you be thanking God you're not in a combat situation yet. You know it's gonna get real at some point, but but you you you're content. Just to keep preparing yourself and keep being prepared, and so how did Jesus get into it? into it with this guy? so in Luke chapter eight, if you go there, we'll go through this uh let me see okay uh we'll start in verse twenty six And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes. So they're on the Sea of Galilee. This is just after he calmed the storm. I think this one was he, he was sleeping on the boat and they got mad at him. He asked them where their faith was. And so they're going to, they're going to use it in a minute, but you can see most of this, you don't, you don't see the disciples saying much of anything in this situation. Amen. 'Cause And they need to just take notes, shut up, and, and be scarce because they're about to learn something about how to take authority over the strong man. It said they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee, and when they went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time. He wore no clothes. He didn't live in a house. He just li- lived in the graveyards. He was either a grave robber. He was either a, a cannibal uh, or um, what they call necrophiliac or something. But any dark place where where people can, can be when they're uh, uh, consumed by the devil. This man was a victim of the devil who knows how he got in as bad a shape as he's in but there he is and and he needs help but it says here jesus did not go to him he came to jesus and this is important to know because whenever you are approached by the devil god already has given you victory He jumped you, you didn't go looking for him. You don't go looking for devils. You got me? Any encounter you have with them is because they get aggressive against you. Now, why did he approach Jesus? It's the anointing that will alert them that there's somebody there that is a real threat to them. And I mean a real threat. These, you know, there are probably a lot of people walking around. His disciples are there. There's, there's people. There's other seventy that he had not called. There are people who have testimonies about their healing and so forth. This is kind of a little a small area that they're in, and you see, there's, there's. Areas like Capernaum, where he's going to go next to preach. So Jesus has been in these all these areas, and he's been ministering. Well, the strong man is now he's threatened because he's heard about Jesus. He knows who he is, and he's pretty much there waiting for him to challenge him because this is what, I don't care what you say about the devil, he's consistent and he's on the job. Now, this this demon may sense that he's no match for Jesus, but if he can talk him out of doing something to him, he's going to do it. And this is how they operate. They They will find the person who is anointed to do something to them. Now, if that's not you, don't worry about it. And don't try to be that person if God hasn't assigned you to do that. And don't get upset if devils don't. Manifest in front of you. Don't, don't, I mean, just don't let it bug you one little bit. But there are people that is their job. That is a calling for some people. Amen? And so you got to understand what you're calling. And prophets and apostles, if they'll walk in what God gives them, are always called to challenge a strong man. Most of them don't do it. Most of them never grow to the level where they take on that anointing and use it. That's why the Lord called this ministry. He told me when we started, he said, I can't get many people to study war. He said they get two or three names and want to go take a city. He said, and they never recover some of them. He told me that. He said, and I want you, if you're going to do this, you got to commit to stay and study and do what I tell you to do. And I've tried to be faithful over that for for 35 years now. But you got to stay in that place. And I don't go around bluffing. I don't go around going for bad. I don't go around trying to make people feel uncomfortable or look at me. And I don't, I don't go there. That's stupid. It's not my power. It's his. And like I say, the first time I, I had to cast out a devil, I was at a, a women's meeting. And I wanted to have coffee and have a nice time just like the rest of the ladies. But this woman started foaming at the mouth, sitting right across a table for me i go let her take over to me you know just something in you says hey yeah, now wait a minute and so i just told her i said sister let me pray for you and i went over laid hands on her and another lady there knew what was going on she started praying in the spirit and you know people god will will alert people that know what's going on she was smart enough to pray in the holy ghost and so we, we prayed for that lady, and she got peaceful. She calmed down. She felt a little self-conscious, but she was able to enjoy the rest of the meeting. Amen? But she didn't mean to manifest. She wanted to come in there and have a nice time like everybody else. But that was her day for deliverance. I'd rather get delivered. to sit there and drink tea with everybody and not be bothered by anything. But you can't let these things, there's an unction in you that puts a stop to these things and delivers people. People need to be delivered, folks. So anyway, that's your job. That's our job. And now you're part of it in a corporate setting. You got me? Because when you come in here and pray, we pray corporately. So you have your portion to do. So just stay with your portion and do your part, but don't get excited. To have demons uh, calling your name and talking about you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just just to stay normal as much as possible. If you are normal, stay normal. Amen. So anyway, he, he he's he's approaching Jesus, and this is how they do. They bluff. They get aggressive and some people, they can manipulate them out of doing what they're come to do. Do you understand? Their tactics work on human flesh. That's why you gotta stay in the spirit when you work for God. You can't be, you know, wishy-washy and fleshy and you know, devils will try to flatter you. You can't let, you got to be beyond flattery, folks. You know, you got to stay with, you know, you know, you tell you're polite to people. Thank you. Appreciate it. And keep it moving. You got me. So don't let your flesh get accustomed to sucking up, you know, accolades and stuff. Just, just stay normal before God. Amen. So, so the strong man operates this way. He's assigned a territory by the one who's over him. So there's somebody over this legion guy. And they are very regimented. They possibly they get punished when they don't hold on to their territory. They, these demons do, not the people, the demons. Amen. So they, the Bible says they go into dry places and they're restless. So they're restless to get back into somebody, into a human, into an animal, anybody, so they they can stay in that region where they've been assigned to. Their whole goal is to not give up those souls that they're holding on to. Amen? And trust me, if the leader's got a legion of them, everybody in that place has got a bunch of them. So these are demonized people. They go on with a normal life like you and me, but they, they worship pagan gods. They do blood rituals. They, they, they're, they're exercising demonic power. This is what goes on when there's no God there. And so Jesus is the first one who's showing up with an anointing to set these captives free. That's what he's about all the time is setting people free. And so all of these, these demons are under his control and jurisdiction. And so this, this strong man is really a dictator over this area. And that'll give you an understanding of who the strong man is in certain areas. In, in our, in your life, in your, your world, amen? Anytime somebody wants to control you, that's demonic, amen? Jesus came to set captives free. This controlling thing is something that, that's just, just there, period it's a, a false dominion it's a perverted authority it's perverted dominion and perverted authority from the dark side and so you don't want to engage in that you want spiritual authority you don't wrestle against people you you you're, you're not binding people you're binding demons amen principalities and powers you you you, you love people let the people go free but get the devil that's controlling everything. Know how to separate that out in your mind, amen. So, so this was um, uh, at a time where Rome ruled the world. Is a one-world government, and I'm going to tell you something. This one-world government idea zips around all the time. There's always somebody that thinks they they know how to run everybody else's life. And so ever since the Tower of Babel, remember God said these people are of one mind and nothing they purpose to do will be impossible. So whenever God sees the one world government stirring up and gaining momentum, he devises a plan to stop it. With Babel, he confused their language. And in confusion, they had to stop or they'd have been, a, they'd been running heaven. The devil wants to do that. He thinks he's so delirious and deranged. He thinks he can run anything. And so they wanted to run God out of heaven. I guess the devil said, you threw me out. I'm going to get back up there again. I'm going to use your people, people made in your image to do it. Amen. And so we, we want to be careful about that and learn how to recognize these things. You see these people, now I'm not telling you this is what's going on, but there are people who have always been cautious about organizations like the United Nations that wants to pull all the governments of the world together under one umbrella. Now that should set off some warning bells in a Christian's mind. You understand what I'm saying? Because here we go with the one world government again. Amen? And we have had uh presidents in this country who have been talking about one world rule. Kinder, gentler society. They think it's going to be wonderful. Now we've got people who are, are billionaires and millionaires. It used to be, you know, the Carnegie's and the Mellon's and the Rockefeller's. They used to give a money to charity. They make way too much money. They say, I'm going to get part of this and let's build some hospitals. Let's do cancer research. Let's do the, no, these people now want to do research on putting human chips, computer chips into humans and making a better human being now. And they're looking for subjects they can get involved in it, folks. Trust me. And so we always have to fight this strong man. You always have to fight. Look at what Hitler did one world government again. You're going to find some crazy idiot that thinks he's smart enough to run the world. I don't care what age you live in. And when the Lord comes back, he's going to be fighting who? The Antichrist, the head of the one world government. And so these are things you got to keep in mind, folks. This is our fight. You know, you're not here just Oh, well, I just, you know, want to have a family, want to have, yeah, if you live that long, (laughs) the devil don't start running stuff before they get grown. Every generation has its own warfare, folks, and we've got to be grooming another generation to keep their minds focused on God, you know. You've got to teach this to your children and your grandchildren. Amen? I remember a, a friend that I hadn't seen her in a while, and I asked her, I said, how you been doing? What you been up to? And she was just chatting and chitting, and she was saying, yeah. She said, I got a little granddaughter now. She said, uh, we were watching TV one morning, and and somebody said something on there. She went up to the screen. She said, she was just too." She said, I puke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> puke you. Amen? And so, you know, Hopefully she's holding on to it. I believe she is. You know, if they start that young, you got to, you know, get that stronger in them. Amen. Just make it a normal part of how they live. Don't make a big deal out of it. Amen. But, but allow your children to know what side to be on. Come on over here on the Lord's side. It's better over here. Amen. So, so anyway, we've, we've got to watch these dictatorships. Part of what, then rome was known for this they had endless wars they were a military government you saw roman soldiers everywhere they were extremely regimented and very disciplined if they lost a prisoner that was under their watch they died so they knew the penalty was very severe if they didn't uh um you know do things now they had control many many different ethnic groups In religious groups of people, they let him have a certain level of freedom. But you see that in order to crucify Jesus, the Pharisees had to do what? Go through Caesar. They couldn't just stone him to death like they wanted to. They had to go through Caesar to get him executed. You got me? And everything went through Caesar. And so so they had a saying, all roads lead to Rome. They, they had built up this system of roads. They really ran everything. And guess who showed up in the middle of it? Amen. Jesus showed up. He had to put a stop to it. They don't have that authority. God's the only one who, hello? Hey, and you don't have to worry. You don't have to sweat nothing, honey. He takes care of his own business. You know, you can be a part of it. You say, God, when you need something, choose me. I work for you. Always sign up to work for God. Amen? But trust me, he's got a plan. He don't need to share it with anyone. When he decides he's had enough of it all, he pushes a button and he moves. You got me? And so, and he'll use human beings. He, he always uses human beings. He'll use governments that want to do the right thing. Amen? But he's still in charge. Amen. He's still in charge. All right. So um, so we need to understand the power of the strong man, uh, what he wants to do, how he approaches those who have an anointing to take him out. Amen. And all anointings are not the same. You know it and I know it. You can't just walk up and do anything you want to do under God's power. You're assigned what to do. And so if if he sees somebody who he feels is a threat to him, just like he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Why? Because he knew Jesus was a threat to him. Amen. And so um, he saw him get baptized at the Jordan. He saw the Holy Spirit descending on him. He, he's observant of all these things. And so he he was the one to put the hit out on Jesus when he was first born. Amen. Because he knows the potential of of, of the Lord. Amen. He knew his potential. So anyway, uh and and to me it was uh, like a um, a bait thing, you know, where Jesus kept evading death, evading death, evading death. When you keep escaping from somebody, that drives them nuts. All they think about day and night is killing you, you now. And see this is how Jesus was sent to the cross. When the devil saw his chance to kill him, he had him nailed down, he Gave it his best shot because that was what he wanted to do. The Bible says if the the gods of this world had known what they were doing, they never would have crucified him. But see, the devil was so delirious to put an end to Jesus, he said, Oh, I got him now, I'm gonna kill him now. I can you understand what I'm saying? And he helped his own demise by executing the king of glory. Amen. People say stuff. Well, uh, what happened to Rome? They were such a, a a great, great. Well, when you kill God, you ain't gonna be around for very long. You understand what I'm saying? What What caused the fall of Rome? You know, you see books written about that. I said, well, they killed God. What you think was gonna happen to them? But God comes back for you. He gets. He said, vengeance belongs to me. So I repay everybody for what they did. So that's how he repaid us in those every. Every emperor Rome had was, was a madman. None of them had a normal mind. Normal, no, none of them were able to think normal. They were all sick, they were all perverts. You know, we're gonna have to run uh, these sexual perverts out of our government people. They're, they're too high up in our government for us to be, that's, that, that scripture righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We need to take that to heart. You just can't sit back and, and watch these people do the stuff they do and think that's gonna be okay. There was a young man who, who won an election, got a seat in Congress, and he made the mistake of letting it out, he said, he said, did you know people in this, this, uh, government have orgies? He says, somebody invited me to one. Nobody, they shut that video down, they shut him down, and they primaried him in the next election. He ain't even in Congress anymore. See, it's, it's too many up there with power, folks. So when you're praying, you need to realize who's representing you and me. Get him out of there. You, you, that's a reproach to us. You never get anything much good from God at voting for people like that and supporting them. You need to know what you're supporting. So anyway, but, uh, uh, but anyway, here we have in, in, uh, where are we at in Luke chapter eight? Yeah, okay. So here it is. This, this legion comes up to him. He's a naked man. He lives in the tombs. And in, in, in the, the, the Bible says that they tried to, to tie him up and, and couldn't tie him up. So he is a strong man. See, if you don't get it when you start reading this, you need to pick up some clues here. He's strong. He's got devils. He runs this place. He runs 10 cities. We just named them all. And it says here, it says, uh Uh, When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, he said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of God, the Most High? Please don't torment me. They always start out begging. When they know you're stronger, when they know you're anointed, they will try to bargain with you. Don't torment me. See if they can beg you off and you go do something else for the afternoon. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of him. See, Jesus had already told that thing to shut up. For oftentimes it had caught him and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters and he broke the bands and was driven out of the devil into the wilderness. So the devil would, would make him go and leave people. He lived by himself. You see any similarities between our homeless population? They can't live around people. Many of them, you try to put them in a decent building and they won't go. They'd rather be out on the streets. So we got a demon problem, folks. It's not a home. it's real cute to say a homeless problem. Wonder why it never gets solved. Keep praying. The day is coming when God will let us go get them people off the streets. Tell the devil he can't have them anymore and when when he he said don't torment me once you get authority or all you got to do is say shut up or i bind you or come out of him one of the three and you exercise your authority they know they got to obey you but they bargain on the way out he says here oftentimes it had caught him then he was kept bound in fetters and chains and he broke them and then when he would get away he would run away But when he was kind of like under control, he was in the tombs. Jesus asked him, saying, what's your name? And he said, Legion. Because many devils were entered into him. Now, Jesus knew all of this. But many times he would say things. Why? Because of the people who are watching. He was a teacher. He taught as he did. He taught as he went. Any any profession you get into that's worth the investment of your time, they teach you as you go. Go to nursing school, they teach you when you're in the clinical setting. They talk to you, they explain things to you. Same thing with medical school, dental school, veterinary. Anything that's worth the investment of your time where it takes technical skill, you're taught as you go. Amen. And so he said here, uh, what's your name? He said, Legion, many devils are in it into him and they besought him that he would not command them to go into the what right into the water normal case you say devils can't swim you know when 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 you cast devils out they like i said they go into dry places they don't like to leave they don't like to be expelled and I think it's because the, whoever's in charge of them gives them a hard time because they they lost the they lost what they were holding on to. It's like any other military, you know. Many times you get reprimands if you make a, a misstep. And it causes them to lose a battle or to have casualties or something. They have hearings and and things about stuff like that. They review them to see what went on. Why? Because you're held accountable. So any military structure will hold you accountable for what you're assigned to. So this man is, is assigned to this area. The demons in him are assigned to this area. And he says... There was a herd of swine, many swine feeding on the mountain, and they asked him if they could go into the swine, anything but leave the country where I'm aside. You get it? They don't like to, if you have, if there's a a menace on your street, he wants to go down to the next block, but he don't want to leave town. You got me? And so many times when you cast devils out, and oftentimes God just tells you to take authority. He tells them where to go. You got me? You don't have to unless God tells you to tell them what, what to do and where to go and, and reassign them. But pretty much we're to, to command them to leave whoever they're oppressing. Because it is oppression. This man is oppressed. And Jesus has compassion on him. Everything he does, he does with the aim of helping the vessel that's being hindered and tormented. And this is this just like that little boy that was having the seizures. He wants to set him free. So he's setting legion free. And he says... There was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. They asked him if they could go into the swine and he said, okay, go into the swine, but leave this man. He wants the man free. So he allows them that, but then they went in, in the swine. They were so, made the swine so crazy. The swine went down into the lake anyway. So they wind up in the water anyway. Amen. Where they don't want to be. And so Jesus lets all of this play out; it says, and when they that fed them saw what was done, they ran and went and told it in the city and in the country, and then they went to see though oh, the people that they told it to see now this is the big story of everything well when you when you subdue. A demon that's been terrorizing a whole area. These people were afraid of him. They were under his control, but they were afraid of him. Many times you'll see people like that. You know, we do a little bit of devil's work, but not a whole lot. You know, you see people who are, say, like say, the social drinker or the person that does a little bit of pills or a little bit of drugs, but they can keep their job and keep that. They look down on the guy who's hooked. You got me, oh, I'm not like that now, yeah, I can quit any time. You ever heard that before? yeah, it's like that here. See, they're all a little influenced by the devil, some more than others, but they see this man and he got big devil, so they scare him, they stay away from him. but when he's when now that these demons have left him they they killed the pigs and the pigs drowned, and where are the demons they're they're being restrained and restricted because now they're loose and guess who's got them now when demons get dislodged from one place what do you think happens they go into dry places but yet the angels of the lord have captured them and have them under control you got me So they may wander around for a while, but it's up to God to get them disposed of and get them situated where they actually will finally wind up being. And so this is what Jesus is doing. He's cleaning this area out of all demonic activity, folks. When he cleans a house, that house is clean. And so it says, when they that fed them saw what was done, they went and told everybody. In other words, now we have lost our pigs. What are we going to do? So this place is in an uproar now. It'll be in an uproar until God settles it back down again. And it says, and then they came, when they all came and saw what was happening, they found a the man sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Amen. They were afraid. Well, we're going to stop because we got to pray. I was going to, hopefully, I was going to try and get finished with this. We just have to do it next week again, Miss Vicky. Okay? And so we'll we'll take our time. I just don't want to rush things, but we do need to pray. I I uh, promise we would pray and take authority. When you start understanding truth, uh, it's good to demonstrate that knowledge and demonstrate that authority. Through prayer, and so what I thought we would do today—let me put this back where it came from. We need to pray and add an extra prayer to our prayers from last week. We we want to still pray for. Let me find it. All right, that one. Seed of the righteous, crimes against children. Uh, I want to make you aware that the movie Sound of Freedom. I think I mentioned that to you. See if you can get a chance to view that movie. It's being shown in theaters right now. They're trying to sell more tickets. If you can volunteer, find online where you can buy a ticket and say, you know, I'll give it back if somebody wants to see it, can't afford it, whatever, whatever. But support the movie because it looks like God is moving now to set a lot of children free out of child abuse and child trafficking. Um, They, they say it's hard to look at, you know, that's for wimps. (laughs) You look at worse stuff all the time. You know, we've all seen it. You know, there's stuff that comes on your television shouldn't even be on there. There's stuff you'll see on the internet. Somebody just pop a nasty picture up on your page all of a sudden. So it's not like, but it's, it's some, it's so that we can know truth. And we can handle the truth, we're God's people. we can handle whatever truth is out there, and so uh, let's support this, but definitely in prayer, because I'm believing God that we're gonna see a big um move here to stop this because it's international, governments control it um they they take money for these children. They turn their backs so nobody's watching, and, and it's just, it's horrible. Uh Right now, this thing with our border, it was to get kids over here. Uh, you need to understand that. You, oh, that's not, Pastor Barb always talking about, well, she a Republican. She ain't no Democrat. You don't know what I am. I'm a child of God, and don't put no kind of political handle on me. Amen? Don't go accusing me of nothing then you shouldn't be neither one either you should vote for who God tells you to and somebody that's righteous is doing a, a job for God just just don't be all stuck in everything we're beyond that amen when you I work for God's government you got me amen so we do what God tells us to do and so anyway so we're going to pray our prayer um Jesus crimes against children We're gonna also wait, we're gonna pray Pharaoh. I didn't go into him today, but we need to take authority over him because we want people free and this is who you bind in order to get people free. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you. We lift you up, and we magnify you. Lord, you're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised and adored. Hallelujah. Father, we pray against the spirit of Pharaoh. Father, we plead your blood. We thank you, Lord. Forgive our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Put us in that righteous place where you hear us where we can command the enemy and it's effective so father we thank you to raise up your people we tell you Pharaoh let the people of God go so that they may worship and serve the Lord we bind you and your servants we bind your powers of pride and compromise False authority, witchcraft, false signs and wonders, oppression, bondage, man-killing, abortion, deceit, fear, idolatry, child abuse, domestic violence, drug abuse, and prostitution. We plague your land with pestilence and famine. We rain hail and fire on your spiritual wickedness. Our prayers will be like boils in your flesh. And we scatter your servants and strip your chariots of their wheels. And we strip you of your strength. We refuse to serve you any longer by the arm of flesh. We will only serve the living God by the Spirit. We speak only woe to you and weeping and sorrow for your sin. We say that the Lord, He is God. He has already defeated you. He has taken the honor from you. And we thank you, Lord, for Exodus 15. We say, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is our God. He is our dwelling place. We will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of Jesus is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and horses were cast into the sea. His chosen captains drowned. The waters have covered them and sank into the bottom as a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power and has broken the enemy into pieces. In the greatness of your power, you have overthrown them that rise up against you. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them as stubble with a blast of your nostrils. The waters were gathered together. They stood upright as a heap, the enemy said, "I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil, my lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You will blow with the, your wind, and the sea covered them up, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto you, O Lord among God, who is like unto you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises and doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed the enemy." You and your mercy have led forth the people you redeemed. You have guided them in your strength into a holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the wicked. The rulers of wickedness shall be amazed. They shall tremble and melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they shall be still as a stone till your people pass over. O oh Lord, till your people pass over, which you have purchased, you shall bring them into the mount of your inheritance, in the place where your hand has made for them to dwell in, in the sanctuary which your hand has established. The Lord shall ruin forever and ever. We pray crimes against children. we Bind you lust, hate, and murder, we say no male babysitters. We break spirits of stupor and folly over parents, we lose godly wisdom. We declare homes upright before you, Lord. Hearts of the fathers will turn toward the sons and the sons stood the Father. We take you for thank you for protection by the heavenly host. We break mind control, mind occult, drug culture powers over them. Jezebel, we cut your cords to these children. We show no pity to you as you weep for them. Let the word of God not depart from the children's mouths. Children will be raised in nurture and admonition of the Lord. We break the power of witchcraft in the schools over the children in the home. We take weapons out of the home and make guns, etc., unavailable to the children. Government compel parents to be more responsible and not allow children to have access to guns. We bind strife and violence between children. We bind peer pressure to commit murder. We pray for the fruit of self-control. We break the power of gangs. Make them undesirable to children. We break the power of witchcraft that allows kidnapping, rape, murder, terrorist spirits, and internet stalking. Jezebel, we bind your false family and fantasy spirits as companions for lonely or rejected children. Thank you, Lord. Fill up their loneliness with your love and make children wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And we thank you, Lord. Have the Holy Spirit draw children. To Christian websites and safe places in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the seed of the righteous. We thank you, they shall be delivered. Thank you that God's children are not for sale. They shall not beg bread. They shall hate sin, and the devil will have your covenant established in their lives. They'll inherit all that we have in God and increase in your glory. They'll increase exceedingly of the kingdom of God. There shall be no end. They will possess the gates of those that hate them. They will choose life. Life that they may live, that they shall fear and glorify you, Lord. They will be blessed, be fruitful, increase abundantly, be multiplied, wax exceedingly mighty. They will inherit the earth and be established forever. They will be mighty upon the earth. They will be delivered though hand joined in hand. They will have the Holy Spirit poured out on them. They will have the word of God continually in their mouths. And we declare your glory is the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former house. They will be taught of you Lord and great shall be their peace. They will be trained in the ways of the Lord when they are old. They will not depart from it. They are the heritage of the lord they will be filled with wisdom and have favor with god and with man and they will honor their father and mother that their days may be long on the earth and it will be well with them in the name of jesus we thank you father for it amen amen and amen again praise god amen praise god praise god praise god why don't we do our declaration before we adjourn amen praise god Praise God. Thank you, Lord. We just want to be faithful to you, Lord. We want to be faithful to what you've assigned us to do. Father, we're not content to sit back and watch things happen, but we want you to be engaged in the warfare to the maximum. So we thank you, Lord, that you hear and answer all of our prayers, that there is an answer of peace for everything that we pray, that as we take authority over the enemy, that gives you permission to get involved. Now, we thank you, Lord, that you are involved. That you know your part. We know. We thank you that you've allowed us to do our part. So we thank you, Father, that these things will will, will dissipate. They will shift. We will see these prayer prayers answered. And we will see your glory in the land of the living. I don't have Rona, She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. I don't have you fill in the blanks. Amen and it no have me. Thank you, Lord. By your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Thank you.